Welcome to A Tribe Called Yes, the podcast that brings you closer to the world's most notorious risk takers, trailblazers, and enemies of the status quo. Now, here's your host, Darren K. Roberts. All right, tribe, welcome back. First, just let me say this is the first episode of the new year 2017. Hope you had a great holiday season, and I also hope you're ready to tackle the new year, go in there and get some things done and accomplish some feats that you want to get off of the old bucket list. So welcome back. Thank you for listening. And first, I just want to say that it's exciting time. And I thought back on 2016 and all of the different episodes and articles and interviews that I was a part of. And I picked out one that I just want to share with you. It's a list that I wrote upon my 38th birthday called Never Buy Underwear at a Thrift Store. 38 Pieces of Life-Changing Advice. So this receives around 8,000, 7,000 views on Medium.com. Got a lot of great feedback from folks. And a lot of people said, hey, why don't you give us some background on some of your points? So I'm going to go 1 through 19, and then next week I'll give you 20 through 38. So 38 pieces of advice from Darren K. Roberts, never buy underwear at a thrift store. Number one, leadership and management are two different things. The former has a pulse. Now, this is something that's very important to me. I teach a lot of leadership classes, and oftentimes people will confuse leadership and management. All right. True leadership is a transformational endeavor. You're not just concerned with making widgets, you're not just concerned with making sure people clock in and clock out. You are trying to help your employees, the folks in your church, the folks in your nonprofit. The folks on your block, you're trying to help them get from point A to B. Different from management. Management is a very transactional enterprise. So don't confuse the two. And if you're going to work on something in 2017, make sure it's leadership. Point two, there's a thin line between being witty and being a jerk. Speak responsibly. Oh, 2016 reminded me of one thing, which is our words are powerful and we have the ability to hurt or harm folks with just a few utterances. So speak responsibly. I mean, you have the chance to change someone's day. You have the chance to make someone smile. Do that with your words. Don't be a jerk. All right. Number three, never buy underwear at a thrift store. Now, This should be self-explanatory, but um, I'm oftentimes surprised when I go to thrift stores and I tend to look around. I have this affection for old briefcases. All right. And my wife's going to make me empty out the garage soon. But I go to thrift stores and I always see the underwear rack. And I think to myself, who in the heck is buying underwear at a thrift store? Hmm. Hope it's not you. Number four manufacture your own energy. Okay. This is something that I believe in. Create your own energy, create your own energy, create your own energy. 
So the brain doesn't know the difference between you actually being happy or excited and just faking a smile. All right, that's the reality. So every morning I get up, I do a lot of different routines and exercises, a little meditation, take a cold shower for a brief period, and I look at myself in the mirror and I smile and I smile and I smile. And why? Because I'm trying to manufacture my own energy. I want to start my day off on a great foot. I want to create my own energy and not wait for someone else to do it for me. Remember that this year, all right? You take advantage of being the person that creates his own energy. All right, number five, get really good at cooking one dish. So good, in fact, that when people have potlucks, they whisper things like, I hope Darren brings his twice-baked potato casserole. Okay, here's the thinking behind this one. I don't cook. I mean, I can cook, but I don't too often. But a year ago... I made a twice-baked potato casserole that was delicious. So much so that people on my mother's side of the family asked me would I make it over and over, all right? So now I'm the guy that makes a hell of a twice-baked potato casserole. So, hey, some of you are probably, you know, Paula Deans and Martha Stewart's in the kitchen. I'm not. Just make one dish. Get really good at making one dish. Your life will change. Point six, avoid conference calls. Oh, dear God. If there's one thing that I could eliminate from office life, well, I would take two things. One would be conference calls, and the second one would be the reply all function. But back on conference calls, a couple of things I don't really understand. One, why do we have them? I'd rather email you. Number two, why are the codes for conference calls so long? I don't get it. I mean, and you know that most of the people who are on the call are on mute and they're playing angry birds or throwing darts in their office. So if there's any way to avoid a conference call, do it. Point seven, keep asking why. Uh, Simon Sinek has a great, great TED talk about asking why constantly 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 asking why this is so important to get back to the true reason behind why you're doing things what is your why what is your why in 2017 don't take it for granted keep asking yourself why and be honest point eight every morning look in the mirror and tell yourself what you are going to achieve that day this goes back to those daily affirmations and a way to jumpstart your morning You tell yourself what you're going to achieve that day. Now, here's point nine. Every night, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself what you achieved that day. You got to have some accountability. All right. People have lists. I know you probably have a few resolutions. People have all sorts of goals and they look great and strategic plans, but they will not achieve themselves. So every single day, you've got to make a promise to yourself and say, okay, Here are the top three things that I want to knock out today. And then at the end of the day, be honest with yourself and say, hey, how did I do on points one, two and three? And then try to figure out and see if there are some trends or there are some places where you're spending your time that you shouldn't be. All right. So be honest. Point 10. Ooh, never hit the reply to all button ever, ever, ever. I'm just going to let that one sit there. All right, 11, 
walk into your closet, find your most comfortable pair of jeans and buy five pair of them. Hey, the older I get, here's one thing that I have recognized. It is so hard to find comfortable jeans. And we all have, well, maybe it's just me because I eat too many Tiff's treats cookies, but we all have a couple of pair of really great, wonderful jeans why not buy a couple or two or three or four or five or six pair of those and just wear them, right? I mean, life's too short to be walking around in uncomfortable jeans. So if you find a pair that you fall in love with, buy a few of them. Point 12, walk into your closet, find your least comfortable pair of shoes, take them to Goodwill. Ugh, let me tell you, I have a ton of shoes. And if you think about it, I heard someone say that A person spends most of his or her life in a pair of shoes or the bed. So make sure that they're both of high quality. So, hey, for the bad pair of shoes that you have, the tight ones, the ones that look great but feel just wrong, take them to Goodwill and let someone else put up with them. Point 13. Stop asking kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, let me tell you. I have four kids. And I got this question when I was a young one. And so it always made me feel the pressure to circle this profession at an early age that I didn't know a daggum thing about. Right. Oh, I want to be a lawyer. Oh, hey, I want to be a doctor or I want to be an astronaut. Right. Pick something sexy that doesn't do folks any good, whether you're eight or 18 or 80 for that matter. But point 14, start asking kids, who do you want to help when you grow up? I've started to do this with students in my class. I've got a lot of freshmen who come through my class each year. And I started to ask them, hey, who do you want to be when you grow up? Burnt. Who do you want to help when you grow up? And it's amazing to start looking at and thinking through wow, hey, I think about this group of people back in my hometown. I want to help them. Or I went to went on a trip when I was back in junior high and oh, I saw this group of people and I want to help them. So start thinking less about the what, what, what and think about the who. Point 15, go to a country that doesn't speak your native tongue and try to talk to people. Hey, I've traveled to all seven continents, been to over 30 countries. And Americans in particular do not travel at all. I mean, just a little bit, but of the major countries in the world, Americans tend to stay at home. Get out of the country, right? There's a big world out there. Go someplace that doesn't speak your language and try to interact with people. You'll learn so much in the process, and it's a good exercise to get outside of that comfort zone. Point 16, if you can't dance, make sure you're the first person to hit the dance floor. Now, I can dance, let's say, on a scale from 1 to 10, I'm probably a 7, with 1 being horrible and 10 being uh, Michael Jackson, okay? Now, this is one thing that I know, though. The longer you sit on the sidelines, right, the easier it is for people to identify you as the person who cannot dance. So go ahead, jump out there, get your groove on, and forget about the folks who want to criticize you on the outside. Point 17. 
Don't let a bad pair of shoes ruin a great suit. Mm-mm-mm. My dad told me this one. If you have a great suit and a bad pair of shoes, i.e. ones that aren't shined up, it just ruins the whole outfit. And the larger point is this. Just make sure you take care of yourself, right? Love you. Love the way you look. Present your best self every single day. Point 18. Oh, this is for the old man who was me. Avoid meals after 7 p.m. Unless you're at a celebration. Then gorge with reckless abandon. The older I get, the more I'm convinced that late night meals just don't work. So don't do them. But if you're at a wedding, bar mitzvah, go for it. And then point 19. Take a social media hiatus for at least 48 hours once every quarter. I'm going to go ahead and knock this 19 one out here in episode one. Now, this is important to me because as we start the new year, I'm going to go back to one of the life-changing moments from me back in 2016. I took a two-week hiatus from social media and it was so fulfilling. I got so much done. I had so much more time to accomplish the things that I wanted to accomplish. Then I went and took an extra two weeks and then another week. It turned into a five-week hiatus. Listen, we're so plugged in. Email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That constantly we're bombarded with all sorts of just bad, bad stuff. When you unplug, get off of the screen for a while, walk around in the sunshine or the snow, wherever you may be, start to watch people, take a nice little whiff of the world things get better and a lot of insights will come to you. So I want you to try this every quarter, right? From January until March, you find a two day period where you're going to mark it off, give people a heads up and say, Hey, I'm going off of social media for 48 hours. And then I want you to let me know how it felt. Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed these first 19 points from my article, never buy underwear at a thrift store. 38 pieces of life changing advice. I threw in number 19 on you right there at the end. We'll pick this up with number 20 next week and we'll go all the way down to number 38. Want to say again, thank you for listening to the tribe. It's been great to hear from you. Right now, I want to invite you. Let me know what you think. We'd love the feedback. Coach DKR at coachdkr.com coachdkr at coachdkr.com let me know what you like what you don't like we'd love to get your feedback you can follow us on itunes and stitcher and also this is the month that my book will be released call and audible let my pivot from harvard law to nfl coach inspire your next transition You can pick my book up on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. Take a gander in it. I go through my journey from Harvard Law School to the NFL and give you actionable items at the end of each chapter. Call them pivot points that will help you on your next transition. So check out the book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and let me know what you think. And as always, tribe, keep saying Yes.